Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sex Actually, the podcast. It's your boy, Dave Neal. Guess what? I'm in New York City. Uh, I am here for a few days doing some stand-up shows, seeing some friends, uh, doing some other friends' podcasts. So I thought I'd say hello to you all. You're going to wonder why this next episode sounds like it's in the middle of the greatest city in the world. Well, it is. We recorded at Bryant Park. I spoke with my friend Danielle Sepulvarez. Danielle was on an episode, I guess it was a couple years ago now, talking about a book she wrote. Um, about losing her virginity. So that's a good one. If you uh, haven't listened to that, go in the archives and find it. Danielle Sepulveras. Uh, now she writes for Washington Post. Uh, she has a dating column. And uh, we got real into it. We talked dating, relationships. We talked about being uh, good enough on your own. Not needing the other person too much. Not being too needy. And having them not being too needy in return. I think a good relationship is built upon uh, being uh, yourself. Being an individual. Having your own life. And sharing that with others. So well, thank you so much, everyone, for sharing uh, your time with me. <laughs> thank you for listening. You like that transition, everybody? Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, have fun with it. Uh, there, there's a siren that goes off, and some Hispanic lady tries to sell me some uh, churros. It's your typical New York City park. Enjoy. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. All right. Hey, this is the Sex Actually podcast, Bryant Park edition, New York City with returning guest, Daniel Sepulveras. How are you? Good. How are you? So we had you on uh, well over a year ago, right? You were in Los yeah. Angeles a year and a half, two might, years? Might have even been two years It probably ago, was. Yeah. So for those listening, pause this, go back two years into the <laughs> feed and find Daniel. We talked about your book, Losing It. Yes. And right. now you're writing, you're all over the place. You're writing for Amy <laughs> Poehler's website. Yes. What's that, what's that site called? Uh, Smart Girls. Smart Girls. And you're writing for Washington Post? I write for the Washington Post for their solo-ish blog, which is all about dating and relationships. And Well, lucky me to talk to you today. I know, I know. How long have you been writing for Washington Post? Um, since December of last year. And that's amazing. And mm-hmm. is it a weekly column or what? It's um, daily. There's posts on the blog. Um, it's... You know, it's not my column. It's uh, the editor. Her name is uh, Lisa Bonos, and she's amazing. And she came up with the idea because she liked the idea of, you know, solo-ish. So it's, you know, and she... That's the name of the... the yeah. That's the, the series. Of, yeah. And so she tends to post things that are kind of not your traditional point of view, which is kind of nice. Um, and she's let me have fun. Like, I've done some, you know, parody stuff. Uh, articles like I did a fake bridesmaid rider like where I had like 12 oh, demands of like being your bridesmaid and they were just super obnoxious and, like, all right what are a few of them um I think one of them was that I'm into uh polyamory and so I need a plus two on my invitation because I I can't have my boyfriend's feeling left out <laughs> which is obviously not true but I mean, I'm sure that's happened I'm sure that's happened before yeah <laughs> but anyone who knows me knows that's not true are you wh- where are you right now with the uh, the dating world? Are you single or uh, there's single-ish? someone? Uh, um, you know what? I'd say I'm um, couple-ish, but not quite. So it's uh, it's not um, not necessarily an open relationship, just not uh, defined. Right, exactly. How, lo- how long has that been? Uh, since July. So New York City has its own rules with dating. I feel like yeah. as far as defining relationships, because mm-hmm. New York it it happens in a f- everything's fast here. So but, fast. But relationships can be very slow here. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because you know, as and obviously you know this too. When you're in LA versus New York in LA, you're in your car all the time and you're going places and you're, I feel like you're mainly meeting people either if you're using the apps or if you're meeting someone through friends out there and here, 
I feel like I sometimes can just walk down the street and all of a sudden like you'll meet somebody or you'll just like go run an errands like before work or whatever and, yeah. and someone will start talking to you and I feel like that doesn't that doesn't seem to happen that much in LA from what I hear. I, I'm going to write a, a book, a dating book called The Only App You Need Is Yelp. <laughs> Find people that enjoy what you do. <laughs> Research the place. Let the bar or the bowling alley or whatever be the spark. Right. Sh- sh- go like go where you want to go to if you if like you're a chick and like you like I don't know like degenerate gamblers go to the horse tracks like you know what I mean like the I love a good degenerate gambler you need oh you need one in your life (laughs) have you dated a gambler before um you know what not a degenerate gambler I've dated some guys who were into gambling and who I've I've passed gone to the atm and then passed over some cash in in las vegas (laughs) when they were like i can't get up from this table like that's um, so funny but but did did it it annoy you though no not really i mean because it didn't i mean it i didn't really interfere with anything um i don't know i guess it was more i think when i was younger there was a guy who not just me like a lot of my friends had a crush on Uh and then when um football season was happening i think it was football season was when he was like most erratic about games and like how he had like placed money on these games and then i remember we were all like and and he actually showed more interest in football than he did in any of us and we're all like vying oh, yeah. for his attention. You're not going to make him money. No, of course <laughs> you're just, not. You're just going to cost yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And he's not even going to like buy dating us anything a girl with that is money. <laughs> is losing with gambling every yeah. single time. You never date a girl and then she hits the lottery. <laughs> no, it's just true. what do you need now, honey? <laughs> oh, I remember when football season was over too, and and one of my friends, I think she had the biggest crush on him, and she's like, oh my god, maybe he'll like finally like pay attention more like be able to hang out more and then it was like basketball yeah. after that then he was like super focused on basketball and we were like dudes need we need things to like root for mm-hmm. i i personally like i have enough just being a patriots fan i don't need to gamble <laughs> like i've always said i the like if i get, put 100 bucks down on something and won 300 the the feeling of winning doesn't outweigh the feeling if I lose that right away. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. three hundred bucks isn't going to change my life. No. But if I lose a fucking hundred bucks, I'll be like, you know what I could have just done? I could have had a nice burger and fuck whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know. So, I know. You I could. always tell my girlfriend like my uh, the things I'm I'm super anal about some things, but like luckily I'm not gambling or doing like uh, some weird addiction. I'm just neurotic. Yeah. Like she well, has to deal with me being neurotic. That's about it. But that's a comedian's thing, right? Huge comedian's thing. <laughs> I was talking to her yesterday. She's in Los Angeles, and I was like on um in Greenwich Village, and I was about to do a show, and I was like I was like you know honey you're you're really missing nothing because she had all this FOMO, and she's like oh Aww. I'm like you realize I'm just bitching like I, like if I was in L.A. I would be in my car talking to myself with you on your phone trying to ignore me because like <laughs> like so much is processing in your head and you can't you can't do anything about it but like sort of talk yourself out of it i guess yeah it's it's true it's you know but you because you dated a comic a couple of them <laughs> have you dated more since the last time no i think that was when i think the we last time i think i just didn't want to i know the term i know the term wait Chuckle fucker? chuckle fucker. Okay, I didn't know if you had a special. T- uh, if there's another no. one, and I, you know, I do not abide by that term. I, I well, what, do, what are the qualities that you like in um, a comedian? Well, and you know, and, and it's been a long time since I dated a comedian, so I, I think look, it's I, not like it a, a drug where you have to say it's been four years <laughs> know, right? since my last relapse. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, you know what? It, it's, I met one. I, the, the first one I met and I just, I didn't anticipate, you know, wanting to date him. We just had fun and like he made me laugh. Like obviously, you know. It's, and he was doing job. well. He's a, he's, he's, he was doing pretty yeah. well and, and, you know, and he was nice and, and fun and, you know, we had a good time. And then I realized how immature he was, you know. And so that started to come out kind of the more I got to know him. And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, like some of the stereotypes about comedians are true. And then I dated another one Big after him. And, uh, <laughs> well, like what? Like what stereotypes? Like narcissism? Um, you know what? It's I think the biggest thing I found across the board with them is that they they're super charming in the beginning because like you're you're technically an audience member in a way like oh, they yeah. you know what I mean? Like they need to seduce you. They need to like, you know just do all these things and say all these things that, that make you like completely fall in love with them. And it's think way more subconscious than sinister. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know no, what I mean? I'm it's, not saying it's, it's like a Yeah, but I, I totally, yeah. you know what you're saying. You know, and it's just sort of, and, and you get kind of swept up in it because it's, you know, it's, it's their stage persona, but like just for you. And you're like, wow, oh my God, like this is kind yeah. of amazing. And then once they have you, it's sort of they like present the same quality. Yeah, that it's, like, it's so funny. It's like once they have you, it's like they don't need to win you over anymore. And and so I think it's the whole. But don't you think you stop appreciating that because you see you kind of see behind the magic trick? You're like, oh, you're you're do- you're doing it to the audience. You're doing it to the. You know, I you know I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, I I I like to think that with with not with all of them, but at least with a couple of them. You know, there were points that because I saw so many of their shows and like that they would talk to me about like what worked and what didn't, even though I'm not a comedian, but like I, you know, I, I write. But, and but in the end, they want to appease you. Like they want your approval. Yeah. Just like they did when they were starting to date you in the first place. Right. But it felt more like you're, you're sort of a, like, I don't want to say team because it's not entirely you accurate. You want credit. Like, no, no, not credit. Like <laughs> I just, you felt like important. You know, like yeah. in a different way. Like you felt like you know they care your about your opinion. Oh yeah, you know, of course. Um, and and how they can, you know that that you're going to tell them the truth about what was good and like what needed work or yeah. whatever. But like honestly, you can't always tell the truth. <laughs> well, but sometimes sometimes we ask like I'll ask my girlfriend for her, hey, what do you think about this joke? And she'll be like, nah, I don't really know what you're trying to do with it mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I'll be like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to make this work. <laughs> and it's like, I want her approval, but I have a hard time. You know, but if, if she's like, yeah, I don't really get it, then yeah. that's fine. I, I, but that's also could like could be just her and it could kill on stage. Right? And, also, yeah, and also maybe I've like glazed over the performing, the performing of it because I'm like, you know, in the car with her. Like, hey, what if I tried this? And, and she might be like, that's funny. But it's like, <laughs> tell your face. Come on. <laughs> do you like face. me? Do you want me to do well? <laughs> Trust me, you're going to get half. You're going to get the vacations if I can, you know what I mean? Like, right. we need, like, Six you're seven. in on this. Like, come yeah. on, we're invested. Yeah. But uh, I was, um, I was at a Walmart last week. I don't know if I told this on, on another podcast. I was on, I was at a Walmart and uh, buying, buying soap supplies because we're mm-hmm. making soap. We've made like 50 pounds of soap. Oh my God. We have, why all, are this you soap. Soap? We have all this soap. We give it away for like Christmas gifts and stuff. Oh, that's nice. And it's really good. I, I, yeah. I, I'd bring some that it's not ready yet, but next time I see you. <laughs> well, I'm um, coming out to LA soon. Perfect. Too, so. You'll have to try It's um, It's really good. We make, we make a soap scrub with coffee, oh sugar, God. and peppermint oil Stop. and coconut oil. Oh my God. And the, the, Coffee you guys scrub. have like your own bed, bath, and body. Yeah, works. we call it Tada because it's Tasha and Dave. It's I love super that. Good. Super no, that's good. cute. Though. So I've been talking about it on stage because I'm trying to make it's like so it's, it's like you know I'm making like jasmine if infused soap with crushed rose petals, <laughs> and the saddest the saddest part is the crushed rose petals was my idea. Like, <laughs> 
I'm like, hey, baby, we can dry out this rose I got you, and we'll put it in the soap. I'm like, my balls are just shrunken. So I'm at a Walmart. Every batch of soap, 32 ounces coconut oil, 32 ounces olive oil, and then you actually use Crisco, which is hydrogenated oil. There's right, oils. Right. Okay. So Crisco is actually, and you melt it all together with this really dangerous chemical called lye, L-Y-E. Okay. It's used to like yeah. burn people's faces. Super dangerous. Yes. You mix that. As soon as you put the lye in the water, it goes up to 180 degrees. Oh, my God. Like, Isn't lye also like when you like trying to dispose of a body, it like gets rid of the bad yeah. smell? Yeah. <laughs> You're such a New Yorker that you're like, hey, and you're fucking trying to get rid of Uncle Ted. Good. It's so hard to find. You can't find lye anywhere. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of Lowe's that carry it. Uh-huh. Home Depot doesn't carry it. Really? It's used. It's mainly sold as um, a drain cleaner because oh. it just cuts through everything. everything. Uh, human bodies, everything, God. bacon grease, whatever That's it is. terrifying. So I, I get the lye, and then I'm in, I'm in a Walmart buying huge vats of oils because oil, the oil market's very high. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, oil's expensive. We're making pounds of this shit 50 pounds so um and i have tasha's in my ear i'm talking to her on the phone through my beats wireless headphones and and then the the lady at walmart's like asking me like what the fuck are you making because i have literally six liters of olive oil and all this shit i was like yeah i'm making soap you know and i start explaining the soap <laughs> process to her and then tasha's just quiet listening and she's just like laughing in the background she's like she's like why do you have to be charming to the walmart lady i was like I don't know. And, like, Tasha's, you know, imagining it's, like, this hot Latina chick. <laughs> I mean, East L.A., it's, like, a, you know, a plus-size w- w- older lady. And uh, But I was just trying to make her out. It's like, hey, I'll come back. I'll give you a peppermint. It's good. It's exfoliating and this and that. And she's like, why do you just have to – why don't you just order things and go away? I'm like, I don't know. I enjoy talking to people. I picked that – you know, hello, here I am. Yeah. Like, I picked – that's what I like to do. It's yeah. not work to me. Yeah. It's not if I'm on stage or talking to the Walmart lady. It's just – I'm just, yeah, you know, I know, but it could get a huge, it could get so annoying if you're just trying to like go out to the movies or someone and I'm talking to the, you know, the, the, you know, the concessions dude about something. Well, I actually think I don't even mind that too, because a lot of that is just charm and, you know, entertaining. I think kind of my biggest issue, um, and even, even now, um, just when I see people do it in general, um, and they're, they're usually in entertainment, but. Um, when they start to sort of make you feel like an assistant because they're uh, just dead set on, on creating amazing content all the time. And, oh, my God, stop and take this picture. Oh, my God, video this. Like, oh, my God, no, that wasn't good. Like, video it again. Like, And, and you I, were doing that? And I was doing that. Um, and, you know, and there was one day that I got to a point where I was just like, I'm on fucking vacation. Like, no. Like, See, no. I'm, I'm you. I'm the one vi- videotaping Tasha's Snapchat, this and that. <laughs> so, like, I underst- I can understand that. She doesn't do, like, sometimes I'll have her come tape a set, but it's like, press yeah. the red button, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not opposed to social media. I love, love all of it. Twitter, the Snapchat, yeah. the, the Instagram, all the stuff. Like, it's fun. But I also, like, there's times when I just want to be like, just put put the shit down it's like, work just put it's it work down. and you have to like detach yeah. sometimes and it yeah and it, it like it interferes with like spending time to it can like it doesn't always like yeah. it's if you're not aware like i think sometimes some people are like so self-centered about it like they're not understanding that like we're not actually having a good time right now you're you know, <laughs> we're, like this is not fun for me uh, well, let me ask you this. Uh, so, because I'm, I'm sort of jealous, because as a writer, you can sit down, you can you can have your ideas or whatever, you can package it all together, press the send button, and it's a, the piece is over. Like you can't, it's done. Right. And then you get to like sit back and enjoy the comments people give or people sharing. Enjoy, it. enjoy. <laughs> what do you get? Do you get hate? Uh, yeah, actually, my most recent Washington Post, I believe. I have the title. It's. Uh, 
I'm gonna. It's. I don't want to be the most important person in your life, right? Yes. Okay, I, got, I, did, I did my homework. I got <laughs> uh, quite a few. Actually, I will say most of my Washington Post pieces have have gotten like a, a good mix of. I mean, attention. that's the last bastion of like journalism, right? Isn't the Washington Post considered like the most? like cent- central like, kind of truth it is i mean it's it's like now considered i guess more liberal since trump banned it from you know <laughs> but i mean come on that's a credit yeah that's a credit you could get lived all the positive but trump banned us so trump banned us, and i was like i've never been more proud to be a freelance writer for the washington post i didn't i had no idea when you were writing that these were for the post that's yeah i so yeah so my relationship stuff is usually for the post um you know and how did that well how did they find you um i actually i pitched them because i'd been reading the blog and i was like oh this is so good you know like i would read like really cool stuff and i was kind of intimidated to pitch and i sent kind of um just like a, a little message i noticed that the editor followed me and um i think it home to your apartment uh, nice right had started following me on uh twitter i think after i'd published a piece on femsplain.com which was i think relationship that's oriented. my favorite femsplain.com is my homepage. actually well, i just i'm quite the reader that scares me femsplain, femsplain. don't be scared it's really i'm a good. feminist i know you I, I i am for equal rights but when it goes when and i'm not saying femsplain isn't equal rights i have no idea but the some of the feminist stuff seems to be man-hating oh no no this and i know i know this you're not a joke on mansplaining like, yeah it's like a play on that well i had a podcast episode called chick explaining because <laughs> i like to ask girls about a lot of the fem you know a lot of the hot topics because mm-hmm. I, you just see so much hate online about like men do this blah, blah, blah. well women and it's just like we kind of it's, it's more it's more polarizing than i think it should be you right. know yeah it's not us versus it shouldn't be us versus you no we should all shouldn't. just love yeah. each other and equally. which is why too like when people get mad at me because i i joke around most time because like some like a guy will say something stupid and i'll be like ugh, ban all men but like i obviously don't mean that yeah. you know like it's that's not how i feel and i don't hate men it's just it's a fun thing to say like the way guys are like women aren't funny yeah <laughs> so, yeah it's such an easy this thing is my to way say of getting back you ban this, all this men. girl uh this, this friend of mine hannah She's a friend of mine. She's a good friend of mine. She uh, posted on Facebook. She was like, I just, I feel like the only people that are voting for Trump are straight white men. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, because he's, but like, you do understand there's a ton of women. There's a, I mean, there's, I mean, I know there are a lot of women that hate him, but there's a lot of people across this country that are are voting for him. Women voting for him, which like boggles my mind. Like it makes no sense. In any election, if you win by 10%, that's like a landslide, 15%, whatever. But if he loses by 15%, that's scary. Yeah. How many people are punching that ticket? Right? I know. It's, and if you're listening and you're a Trump fan, please rate us five stars. Just understand where we come from, Los Angeles, New York. These are places that we... I don't know. We don't understand what he's doing. And <laughs> like, also, uh, don't feel bad because when he loses, he's going to get, you know, like his own TV network or something. Oh, so yeah. you'll all be fine. You'll He'll be able be to fine. watch him 24-7. And I've always said the best case scenario of this election is if Trump loses by one vote, one electoral vote, because <laughs> it's just shedding light on such so much bullshit. Like, we don't I don't want him in office, but like, good. Like, sometimes you need to see, like, what the fuck, like, he's exposing... And I don't think it's uh, like necessarily on purpose, but he's exposing a lot of hatred, a lot of this. And sorry, uh, we're digressing. I- I'm digressing at least. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, it's political I, politics. I feel like actually, everything, everything revolves around this election right now. We're all like, let's just stop talking about. But, and the worst part uh, is, we're just playing into the media. I know they're fucking I cashing know. the checks. They just are, and it's <laughs> I know, and it's like you try. Like I'll take like a day and be like, I'm not reading anything about this shit today, and then you know it creeps back in, and you can't help it, and it's it's yeah. just there in your face. I stay. All the time, I, I I honestly. 
Ugh. I'll cast my ballot in in whatever. I think my, I think a lot of people out in LA want to go vote third party. It doesn't matter in California. It's yeah. it's all the, the the votes decided there. It's about kind of like making a point. But I think and I could be wrong in like in England. If you vote for like a specific party and they lose, that percentage of votes gets put into the parliament and they get like a say. Here oh. it's yeah, it's different. I'm, I, if I'm oh. if I'm some someone in England's gonna be like, you're fucking mm-hmm. wankers. Like I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but anyway, we don't have that system here. Um, where, how did I even get onto that digression here? So you're writing. So you pitched to Washington Post. Oh yeah, so I pitched. <laughs> I pitched this piece to the Washington Post, um, and because also too, like I, I wanted to write, uh, you know, because I you know I write about relationships quite a bit or have written about relationships quite a bit, but. Um, I, I had sort of wanted to stop writing about what was going on with me currently and sort of reflect on kind of some past stuff. And also I liked that this column sort of, you know, flipped the script a little bit in terms of what it talked about. And um, so the first thing I wrote for them was called um, May the Lord Bless You Unless You're Single. And it was about how I did a reading at a friend's wedding and the priest like ripped me apart. Really? Yeah. During the wedding? No, thankfully. Oh, during, he was. He, didn't, he didn't like mansplain. Yeah. Priest splained you. <laughs> he priest splained me at the rehearsal. <laughs> it was terrible. I I literally wanted to disappear into the floor. It was the most humiliating. Did he pull you into the mortifying. confessional? And thing? He, he just he just ripped into me in front of everybody. I mean, oh you could my hear gosh! A pin drop in the Catholic church. church? Catholic I'm church. sorry. Yeah, Are you Catholic? Know. I'm not. I'm Catholic. Yeah, I mean, but I, was, I, I understand I was it's baptized. flaws. I'm not really anything. I that's fine. You know, but. So I, I did the, re- I read, you know, because the thing is during a rehearsal, usually they don't make you actually read the thing. Like they're like, oh, we'll call this person up now. Then you'll read. Then you'll Did you read an article from like femsplaining or whatever? Did I you? actually, you know, I started reading about being an atheist and I think he took issue with, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, okay there. <laughs> so it was uh, Song of Solomon or something like, you know, some, some Bible passage. But it was a Bible passage. Yeah. And I mean, and it was So beautiful. was he angry at your interpretation of it? Yes. He said, he, he, he <laughs> insulted me right off the bat. Um, Oh I gosh. read it and he said, oh, is this, is this your first time looking at this? And I said, no, I've, I've had it for two weeks. I've been trying to get familiar with it. And he just starts shaking his head at me. He's like, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not getting that from you at all. He's like, this is, this is about love. These two people, they're committing for a lifetime. Like, wh- what do you not get about that? You're not, you're not like, you know, communicating that at all. And then he's like, do you not have that in your life? Do you not know oh, what that geez. is? Do you not know what that feels like? I mean, I'm on the verge of tears. I My f- face is so red. I want to die. In your in your uh, wedding outfit. And well, your rehearsal bouquet. dinner. Rehearsal oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's yeah, a rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. Okay. And so I'm I'm gonna die. I look I look at my friend. She won't make eye contact with me. Her soon to be groom de, like mouths. I'm sorry. Like wow. And so I, he wasn't mad at what you necessarily said. He's mad at what you didn't say. Like you didn't would, speak loudly enough for marriage. It's like I just he said I guess I had no emotion to like he was he was you know. He's like your theater coach. Yeah, I get. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is so embarrassing. And so I, I didn't want to be rude to him, but I felt like I needed to stand up for myself because nobody else was saying And that's saying a primal anything. thing. You're not like yeah. calcul- being calculated. You're just like going to yeah. get defensive naturally. Yeah. And so I, I <laughs> wanted to speak up but not cause a scene or make it worse than it already was. So I just said... Well, maybe you thought I read it a little bit too quickly, so I'll, you know, I'll pace myself and I'll, I'll take my time a little bit more tomorrow, you know, and I'll, like, I'll work on it. I was trying to, like, placate him, you know? Oh, my gosh, you, know? you had to... And he said, no, 
that's not good enough. Read it again. And he made me read the fucking thing again. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. How, he was an old, old priest? Or? Old priest, yeah. And so I read it again, and like I'm from... shaking like a leaf. Oh. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I, I don't want to come back here tomorrow and do this. Like, this feels like the worst thing ever. He legit made it a rehearsal. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. And then the girl who read after me, like, she looked terrified. And he, he didn't rip into her as bad as me, but he did say to her, he was like, yeah, he's like, you need to work more on, like, your like emotional impact or something. I forget what he said. And then like the third reading was a guy. And when the guy read who mumbled and like read at top speed, may I add, he goes, excellent. Good job. That's Jeez. all he said to him. So I was like, oh my God, this is, it's terrible. And then at the actual wedding, when I read, I was, you know, I was terrified because I'm like, oh my God, what if he says something Stopped like he'll you. like ruin the wedding? Like, I mean, so I just, I like took my time. I like paused. I would like smile at them. I like, I, I did everything I possibly could to make it like meaningful, you know, like to appease him, even though I thought I had already been doing that. And, um, and then I finished and then the girl after me read and instead of moving on to the next segment, he's like, in case you didn't get the full, you know, emotional impact of those two readings, this is what they were about. And he proceeded oh. to like explain them. Oh my gosh. I know. And so it was just. <laughs> the weddings aren't hard enough and stressful enough. I know. And it was just. Long enough. It was just, <laughs> it was awful. And like the, the, the worst part about it is like, that was one of the best weddings I've ever been to. Like reception, one of the best, like you know, times I ever How had. How quick did like, you beeline to the bar? Oh after? my God. I got so <laughs> drunk at that wedding. I was just like beyond trash. You just take because, the chalice from, from oh, old pops. Oh, at the rehearsal dinner, I got bombed because I was like, oh, I just got it. Did you like, have a date or you have um, a plus two I, for your I had polygamy? A, a plus one, but he was just a friend and he wasn't at the rehearsal. He was just at the actual wedding. So I had, why'd you take a friend? Um, cause I don't think I was dating anyone at that time. Um, did, what So what if, what if you met another guy? Like, were, uh, well, you, were you both on brought, the prowl? The guy, well, the guy that I brought was gay. I was, so. Okay. I'm sure the priests love that. <laughs> so, right? In case you don't understand, he's yeah. like explaining to you. Um, so, yeah. So, there was no no issue there. He was like dancing with like was the it Greg? girls. Yeah. Oh, I took Greg. I just saw you posted a photo of you. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. It was a good photo. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone find Daniel online. By the way, I had your name saved in my phone as Daniel Sepulveda. Because <laughs> in Sepulveda LA, Boulevard, yeah, it yeah. just must have autocorrected and I never, and I looked and I go, who the fuck? I was like, oh boy, this is, <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> All right. So, so what okay, weddings are, yeah. I mean, I've never, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ever like, I love the idea of like wedding cra- crashers, not, not necessarily mm-hmm. crashing wedding, but just like pulling some girl from the other side of the family. And yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a fun story like that. Have you ever had one where like. Because it really is like shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, if you're at a wedding single and there's someone else single there, it's like. Really? Well, I guess I it's for a guy. I think for a guy. like or But I don't usually go to weddings like wanting that. Um, I usually go to weddings wanting to get it over with. Yeah. Well, that's um, if you're like in the wedding party. It can, be, yeah. it can be sort but of. And I th- actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I've had very wonderful times at, at majority of my friends. Depends if you're like at like, a destination yeah. versus there's a yeah, lot. My of friend got married in Miami on a boat and that was amazing. That was one of the best Ooh, weddings I've ever been to. That was so much fun. Um, and it was like 75 people. So it was like super intimate and just like you knew everybody and, or, you know, basically knew everybody and it was, it was super fun. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think the reason I don't like most weddings that, that I go to, or I, I shouldn't say most because I just said I did enjoy most, like some weddings that I go to, is because a lot of times I go to these really big weddings and the person who's getting married, who is usually the person I know the best, obviously, at the thing, um, they, you know, they're, 
they're doing their ob- obligatory. It like, looks so painful. Saying thank you to everybody. The worst part of the wedding has to be like the, the worst part must be the bride and groom uh, having to fucking check off all the right shit and, they have to do and say thank you to everybody. And, and like I feel like they're not totally enjoying it, and they're sort of in a daze, and like things are just happening super quickly, and like it just. Like the wedding on the boat, like my friend's wedding on the boat, I felt like she was, it was like I was hanging out with her, you know? That's and great. whereas like most other weddings, I feel like you're not, you're not hanging out with your friends. And the more, you, the better you know the bride and groom, the less you get to hang with them. Exactly. Because it's like, I know you got to go talk yes. to Antoinette. She, yeah. you know, yeah. gave you a nice so, gift, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, also too, I guess because I'm older now and because like for a long time, I didn't think I wanted to get married. And now. Yeah. I, what's your views? I, I think I've, I've changed my mind now. Like I'm not. Like I'm, I'm just flexible to it. Like I would get married, but like is I the also guy you're seeing marriage material? Maybe you have to know if you don't. I mean, you have to at least either know or I you mean, know that they're. I ma- you know that they're. I they're wouldn't mind waking up to that face. Wow, do I know them? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. It's been a while. So we used, we used to work for those listening, doing like background and stand-in work. Still, like you know, on TV shows, and you pretty much just spend a lot of time hanging out doing nothing yes that's kind of how it works and the people that are like trying to be successful spend that time doing writing other things or networking or doing whatever it is we're right. doing so like and in trying a, to not do it anymore <laughs> in trying to not do it anymore and and um you know i kind of miss it in la but in la it's different it's, it's different weird. i've heard it's different uh, there was yeah. a stand-in this is gonna be too inside baseball here but there was a stand-in in la who tried to like coach me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I stood in for every like straight, like white guy in New York. <laughs> and in the best, the best part about standing in is don't take it to like do don't, your job, but yeah. don't overdo your, you, you exactly. could overdo your job, you know? And so many and, people um, do. And, uh, did you, did you, did you know Hook? Uh, James oh, Hook. Yeah, so, so, so yeah. So Hook yeah. passed away last year. Yeah. Random. Like he's barely like a young 40, like yeah. a real young guy. I think he smoked S- a little bit, but really super like nice healthy. Guy. Yeah. Had a heart, had, a, had what's called like the widow maker, like the heart that, attack. Right. Just, that heart condition. And he yeah, had yeah, a yeah. kid, yeah. like a, like a newborn, like just tragic, but, yeah. but such a good guy. Mm-hmm. I hated him when I met, I couldn't believe as a stand in, I couldn't believe the shit talking he did on set. And then we had got to work together. 14 hours a day uh-huh. for like five months straight. I love the guy. And you're like, I, I, I appreciate it. I, I, but yeah. at first it was so like, and I just love that friction that sometimes at first you're, it's like appalling. And then you're <laughs> like, dude, this is fucking, and we just became like legends on just like talking shit. We, you know, we, we'd be in like, they, they do a lot of like car scenes where you'd be in the back of a car talking or whatever. And I just remember that we were just shit talking each other for like hours on a Friday <laughs> night, 3 a.m. a Friday, and we're and we're just like we're just shit talking each. And then uh, we get a knock on the window, and it was the sound lady. <laughs> she's like, and she's like, shut up. She's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and we were saying shit that would get you kicked off a set. Like we were just really one, like really trying to one up after a long day. And she's like, shut up. Oh. We're like, oh fuck. Oh, we always just forget God. who can hear us because we're yeah. mic'd up the, or right. the cars mic'd the, up. You the don't, cars you don't, mic'd the up mic's hidden. It's yes. on the roof. You know. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> But my favorite was on The Good Wife. You know Carlton, yeah, uh, who stood in. I with loved me. you guys. Yeah, I loved following your uh, your oh, updates because you guys stood in on that for how many years? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I was I was uh, a photo double from like midway through season one on, but then I I didn't like stand in full time till like season three, 
and he stood in full time season two on. So we were we were basically there almost the whole yeah. time. And the Good Wife, a powerhouse of a show. Yeah. The longer a show's on TV, the better the crafty is, like the food services. <laughs> your show, I, your show one day during lunch had like a five piece string band. They yes, jazz I remember band. that. Yes, <laughs> we did have that. We also have had chocolate fountains. We've had like a raw bar. Sushi, like a, some sushi makers sushi, or whatever. There. Yeah, we yeah. had like homemade uh, mozzarella, like mozzarella. So you guys um, have spent 50 years worth of like time together. Oh my God. As far yeah. as friends go. Carlton became my work husband, I think within a week. It was just like we immediately, and then, you know, we would see each other like back when I used to drive to work when I had a car and like I would pick him up and we would drive like silently to work because it's like you know 5am and we're like fuck this like (laughs) um but yeah like he he and I used to you know shit talk or just like say things and I remember sometimes we would forget like the boom was in the room whatever and the DP came to us one day and I think we were just saying really disgusting sexual things like because that's (laughs) what we did and uh, the DP came in and he goes guys the producers are at Video Village. And we were like, oh, shit. And like, it's funny because, like, in the grand scheme of things, the job's so replaceable. You stand on a line. You just kind of look like the person. It's a hard job and all that. Like, I'm not, you know, but it's like, but for some reason, you become, like, the kids of the crew almost in a way where it's oh, like, you just do. do your job. So, Carlton, I had to stand in uh, randomly one day on, on Good Wife. And um, they didn't tell me it was a, a male on male kiss scene. Oh, that's do you remember, Were you there for that? I wasn't there for this, I but I was there the next day. very close to Carlton. <laughs> Yes. And I'm cool with I'm just like, hey, man, nice to meet you. How are you? Like, I didn't know him really before that. Oh, God. Carlton you know, has straddled me so many times. Yeah, you guys have. I mean, because you've had, you've had a role on the show, right? A few, you've yeah. Had, you've had, you've played different characters. Mm-hmm. You played, a, did you, got, you had to make out. I w- you had I'm, a kissing Yeah, scene. Carlton and I made out. We were, a para, we were supposed to be paralegals who were, like, making out with each other because nobody was in the conference room. And then um, there was another season where I was a uh, bisexual or either a lesbian or a bisexual massage therapist. It was never quite clear. Um, but I, I did like women. so <laughs> That's funny. So And then in um, the last season, I... Um, uh, killed somebody in cold blood. Nice. <laughs> so that was did fun. They ca- like, how did they catch you? Um, well, it was... Not to spoil this for those listening, uh, but if you haven't okay, watched it, it It actually wasn't part of The Good Wife. It was part of the show that's within the show. Oh, I see. Because they watched the show called uh, Darkness at Noon, which is kind of kind of a joke, uh, like a playoff of... Um, God, what was the show that didn't make it? Like uh, Low Winter Sun or something? Okay, or, yeah. But like True Detective and all those like you know, heavyweight cable dramas that always get nominated for Emmys. I think it was sort of like a joke from the creators to be like, you know, screw these shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Um, and so the the show that they watched within the show, people who were fans of The Good Wife became kind of obsessed with it. Yeah. And it was like this cool little thing. And then in the, it was like the third to last episode and Rosemary Rodriguez was directing, who's a friend of mine. And um, I saw in the script that there there was like um, someone. It was like non-speak. It was principal. It was non-speaking. Sure. And she shoots the main guy, like the guy who's like been in every. It was like episode. super overly traumatic. And yeah, and it's like super. Yeah, it's like terrible and stupid. And he shoots her back, and the, and they like he she dies immediately, and then he like crawls around through the entire episode, like slowly dying, like kind of. Uh, oh, I guess I'll be giving away a spoiler. Like true <laughs> detective, where he's like in the desert, like yeah. you know, yeah. dying. Um, so if you, if you haven't seen true detective yet, she lied. She made that up. That's I made that up. That didn't actually happen. Sorry. <laughs> um, we're talking about something else. Lost spoilers. Anything else? Okay. Anything else. And, um, 
so I t- I was like, oh my god, I want to do that so bad. I always want to like I want to like shoot somebody and be like a dead body and shoot. And so you know they they cast me uh, to do it, and it was super fun. It was freezing cold. We were oh, like yeah. under the Queensboro Bridge, like late at night on a Friday. There probably course, were real dead bodies under there. I know, and it was great because they had gotten hotel rooms at the hotel that was like right across the way, so that we could shower off the blood. Uh, after when we were done and it was it was hilarious because we walked into the lobby of this hotel and there is I guess like a club on the roof or some bar on the roof and all these people are in line like you know all completely you know dressed to the nines and like heels and like like sexy black dresses and like guys in their button downs and I walk in and I'm just like covered in blood yeah and they're all talking online and all of a sudden they just stop talking and this girl goes holy shit <laughs> 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 <Do> they... <laughs> and so I, I go upstairs and we're, we're I love that that laughing. barely phases people in New York right? and th- so we go upstairs I shower it all off and I come back down and um, and I hear one of them go like that's the girl like oh I guess it wasn't real like <laughs> I love that no one called 911 I know right they oh, were just like fine. holy shit yeah and I guess because I was like and nobody in the who worked at the hotel in the lobby were like kind of making a thing about it but I, I mean I had like blood on my face on my neck like on my boob like um and I yeah. got killed um I got, got killed in this movie um back mask it's on Netflix or something but uh they put a pickaxe through me <gasps> so the pickaxe went through my back to the front and oh of course it's all prosthetics right, obviously, right. Whatever. and but i couldn't they, they broke for lunch and they spent like an hour getting this thing on and uh, it looked great you know it's all connected that there's like different levels of blood there's like the jelly blood like the the guts blood and then the cool. dry blood and then they were like all right well, i guess we'll take it off you because like there's all these union rules and i was like just leave it like leave it on guys like i mean i couldn't sit down in it but i was like i just felt bad for them that they took so long so i like i was just eating lunch with a pickaxe through me <laughs> oh my god and then that was um that day that night my sister got um uh gave birth to her first son so my my, so my so my nephew was born and i was shooting this actually in rhode island so i was like this is amazing so like i literally after we shot we we they 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 had a shower at like the it was like near a fire station we're shooting in the woods so like i go to the fire station use their shower but i'm still like very much pink like the blood did it. Oh, the blood it stains. stains. It totally stains. My hands yeah. are pink. That Everything. I'm, syrup, so I'm super yeah. clean. Yeah, I was pink too. <laughs> because I came, the way it all worked, I was the first one to meet my nephew. He's six, seven pounds, and I'm covered in like dried <laughs> blood. Like I'm, you know, I look. You look like you gave birth so to the baby. If, yeah. If anyone <laughs> wants to go back three years of Instagram photos, there's a nice <laughs> photo of me with a pickaxe going. <laughs> but people. You know, we forget. This has nothing to do with dating, but we forget uh, how funny these, our lives can be sometimes. With the way the, it's the, true. The, the, it's, uh, the things are. Well, actually, I didn't even ask you. So, so the article. I don't. So, tell me about the article because this is sounds really interesting. I don't want to be the most person. Most the important. most important person. Um, well, the original title was "I don't want to be the most important part of your life" um, because I think that's kind of more accurate. Although. Uh, I, I guess essentially I am saying like, I don't want to be the most important uh, person to you because you should be the most important person to you. And I should be the most important person to me. And I, but I, a lot of people seem to take offense with me saying that, like I was getting so many comments. Yeah. What's, I mean, um, how do they, is it, I bet you half the people just read the title. Well, that's probably true. Cause click, yeah. cause, cause that, that happens. That, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, changing the title to that definitely made it a little more clickbait. And you did, and that's, that's what you need. Yeah. It wasn't it like, yeah. you won't believe number seven. Like, right, that's exa- the oh, wor- God, like at least this so is, a, yeah. you know, makes some yeah. sort of sense. And, um, yeah. And so people are just calling me a narcissistic, narcissistic bitch. Oh, I think one of my favorite ones though, was this guy wrote, uh, don't even get a pet bitch because it'll die of neglect while you're busy <laughs> looking in the mirror. And I wanted to write back so badly and be like, dude, I'd get a dog walker. Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
but you know, it was. Well, but it that's was, fair. That's like yeah. those people don't even count. No, that's, they don't. They're just you know. But I mean, it's like I've always said. You know, if one person's too dependent on the other, it's like a vine that takes over a tree. Mm-hmm. It could literally smother its food source. Like you need to be two trees or whatever growing next to each other. Not, not you know. You can lean against each other, but you can't In smother. Harmony. You can't. Yeah. You, well, you can't like steal the sunlight from the other. No, you can't. It'll resent yeah. you. It'll wither. And that's the thing too. Is like sometimes you know what I I've learned because this is not my first personal essay, obviously. So I I get how people react to it. But I'm you know I'm not telling anyone else how to live their life. Like live your life. If you don't agree with this, like I completely respect you and and support your decision to not agree with this. But. I I wrote it because I actually it was so funny because I was sleeping over at the guy's house yeah. and I <laughs> and I woke up in the morning with the title in my head like I woke up like thinking I don't want to be the most important part of your life like it just like clicked and I sent the email to my editor and she was like yeah like I was like I don't have um, an essay written yet but I have this idea and she was like yeah I want to read this and and because she said yes so immediately I like sat down and, and wrote out I was like I'll have it to you by tomorrow and then I was like just kidding I'll have it to you like by today <laughs> like it just kind of it was one of those ones that just kind of came out it of me flew, if the creative juices flew yeah, through it and yeah. I love when that happens and that's the um, best it is the best sometimes it feels too easy it's right and I'm like I'm like maybe this isn't maybe this isn't that good or that interesting but then like the reaction to it and it got picked up by like three or four other publications um, that ran it um but yeah i was just i i think also it's 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 you know a testament to how i was years ago which was that i felt like i had to kind of compromise myself a little bit to be a good girlfriend and and I think a lot of my. Do you find that you're writing to your old to your past sometimes? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Or like even yeah. out of fear, like I'm afraid yeah. that this is what I could do. I we all possess that that right. ability. That we I've care done so much this. for others. We put them first. And yeah, and I mean I've written about this a few times, um, and that I talk about uh, emotionally abusive partners because I ha- I've luckily like knocking wood, knocking wood. I've only had one, but he was so bad. Also that, a comedian. Like no, he wasn't <laughs> okay. a comedian. Hey, nice, good. God. <laughs> but he was so bad that he he for a long time, which I didn't even realize, he wrecked my baseline for like what was normal and what was he right. skewed the line yeah he pulled he uh pulled the goalposts right because i kept trying to separate <laughs> like certain things that he did versus how i felt like before things got bad and and like i couldn't do that because he just inherently wasn't a good person and i don't say that about most people i've dated i would say like 90 percent of the people i've dated are inherently good people and like you know things just didn't work out he was you know at the core not a good person but, it, but I always say ever, no one means to be a bad person. Like, it doesn't mean you have you should have to deal with it. Right. But, like, even, like, evil people, like, they somewhere they, they're justified. Well, so, he, I think he, w- he thought he was justified. So, how, yeah, like, how would, I mean, how would you defend him? I don't know that. I, honestly, <laughs> he's, like, the one person I don't think I could defend. I mean, there are sociopaths. There are I, people yeah, that. I think he was kind of a sociopath, Absolutely. Honestly. They're more common than, than yeah. we give credit because it sounds like, oh, sociopaths. Great. So, no, they're, yeah. they're out there. They they, yeah. they lack empathy, and, and it's not something. And if and if that's what they are, if it's if it's the fact that they're a sociopath, it's not um it's not necessarily their fault, but it, it is what they are. Yeah. We have a bee attacking us, so bee. I'm like I, I'm about to like run and scream. Um, but you know what? I, if I if I was going to defend him, I'd say that you know I wish I could say like he was young and immature and and whatever. He wasn't really that young when we dated. He I was young and he was older than me, and, and he was like. God, he was 28 when we met. I was 23. 
and you know you're still past him on maturity just a 23 year old girl woman's probably i mean and and some of the worst things that he did were when he was 30 it's like if you don't know by now that you're doing terrible things like maybe you're never gonna stop doing terrible things i'm losing my alibi on that you know i'm 31 i can't (laughs) rock and get away with waking up at noon anymore (laughs) i tried but you're good to your girlfriend Mm. and you can you can sleep till i don't care about sleeping till noon that's not hurting anyone i love in la i've never slept past 8 a.m. and then today my first day in new york i wake up at like 11 a.m. <laughs> it happens i was also jet lagged as fuck but yeah that'll do it yeah so, red, red eyes really ugh, screw you brutal i took a painkiller because i had a I was in an accident so i have a bad neck oh, so no. and i don't take the painkillers because they fuck they just fucking lay you out yeah, so i, I took half of one on the flight trying to like Sleep. measure the time out mm-hmm. and then i get to new york and then i the first two uh, directions I had to make on the train, I took in the wrong direction. Oh no! Just out of pure, like I just wasn't awake this Ugh, like yesterday morning when I got. Yeah, it's, I've done that. It happens. I'm I'm uh I'm back into the grind now though. I've got my seven day unlimited pass, so I'm I'm good to go. Good. Um, good. So 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 uh so you're writing this article. Are, do, do you? How do you? How do you know? How do you appreciate what the other person's doing? And I, I maybe I'll just use my own relationship as an example. How do I support my girlfriend without? putting her first like if like if i have a show i got to go do my own things but i also want to make sure she feels loved and happy um, and it doesn't always you can't always do both right you can yeah. try but sometimes yeah. she's going to be unhappy and i have to go to a show and i can't right it's yeah it's a balance and like i think he, as long as the the balance doesn't tip too far one way or the other like it's it's going to work out and it's going to be fine and i think you know and part of the reason why i wrote it i think that uh when i was younger i think i ended up um, willingly though I'm not I'm not even like blaming the other person per se um, you know where it tipped so far to the other person because I've always said and like what you were saying before how people m- most people don't intend to do something evil or bad or hurtful or you know I would say you're right most people do not intend to be hurtful sometimes like they will be hurtful and, and it's just it's it their defense what, yeah or it's it is their... what it is um but I think, um, oh shoot, I just lost my train of thought for a second. So I went on a tangent. We're talking about this uh, sociopath here that yeah. sometimes um, you just, sometimes you just can't, you can't make excuses for everyone other than just, it's not your problem anymore. Like get out. If right. there, like I've had in, in my relationship situations where I'm like, I know like, you know, er, in the early days dating Tasha, whenever she was upset about things, I would take it so like, I would be so offended because all I want to do is make her happy. Right. When in, and in, in, in return now, I'm trying to think about how my actions can hurt her right. and, and make it less about me being like, if she, if she ever had a complaint, I would come back with, yeah, well you were doing this. Blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, yeah. like let's let, like just by listening to her and re- and repeating what she's telling me diffuses 90% of it. Cause we, cause women just want to be heard. Yes. For the, I mean, for the most yes. part, that's, oh, that, that's now okay. I remember what my point was. You got was. it back. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, guess you I was just, just stalling till you, just, till yeah, you, you thanked me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, um, and everyone is guilty of this too. I think you will continue to get away with whatever someone is willing to put up with. Bingo. You know? And we're kids. Yeah. We're just kids in a candy it's, shop. Yeah, exactly. And like whether or not you even intend to, like it's, it's something even as basic or as stupid as, you know, when I lived in an apartment with a roommate who started out like we would like share cleaning responsibilities, but then like she would like not be around or whatever. So then I would just clean everything. And then after like a few weeks of that happening and she realized that I did, I would always clean Like I wouldn't let the apartment go. It wouldn't if get she to her around, threshold of that. She was just like, she knew, okay, well the apartment's going to get cleaned whether or not I'm around to help do it. So I guess I just don't have to be around to do it, you know? And it got to a point where I finally had to say something 
and say, you don't buy anything for the apartment. You don't ever help clean the apartment. It's the like, worst conversation. It's the worst but conversation. Uh, you know, with roommates though, it's yeah. always yeah. happens. And for some people too, it's it's sort of a, it can be a matter of like they're just not realizing how often it's happening. But like majority of the time, they're just like oh, okay, like you know. My um my my uh, relationship with Gooch, you know Gooch, right? Yeah. So Gooch and I lived in Harlem together, and we it was the first. Uh, roommate I've ever had, and mm-hmm. it's one when you when it's only two people. Mm-hmm. Th- when there's three people, you never know who f- you know, like proverb who farted in the proverbial room. It's like <laughs> is it you or you? So you don't know who like made the mess, who did this. <laughs> but with Gucci and I, we were so I was the guy who cleaned the floors. I loved to mop. We had nice hardwood <laughs> floors, and he was the guy who like would like do the pots and pans. We had zero issues which i could not believe because his previous apartment was four guys and it was shit everywhere, everywhere. rats uh-huh. and oh, they were God. exploding <gasps> eggs in the microwave they're just microwaving eggs to watch them explode like they were nuts oh my but God. he was part of that like no accountability thing right right, right. and um, i've seen it with my fraternity where like 30 guys live in a house and if the house manager isn't on top of everyone's chores literally nine days later it's a post-apocalyptic fucking wasteland yeah um, yeah. Anyway, so we're we're running out of time. I wanted to do a um, a listener's question. Sure. So let me just pull this up on my phone here. And um, I read this yesterday, and I was like, oh shit! Like, this is a really good one. I've talked to a few people about it, and um, I think you're actually kind of like the perfect person. So we'll call her. Um, let's call her Rebecca. Rebecca. I, like Rebe- I got to get into my. Um, so for those listening, and if you want any advice from us, like I can't say I'm an expert, but what I can offer is that I've got no stake in the matter. So I'll tell I you, am going to say uh, I'm an yeah. expert. Yeah, you're. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here with an expert here for Washington Post. Um, I have no stake in the matter. I'm not your best friend. I'm just a. I'm just a guy who's going to tell you my honest truth. He'll and be your sometimes, listening ear. Sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. We want to. We want to ask questions in a way. Yes. So anyway, we're going to call her Rebecca. She sent this yesterday. Okay. It's a little bit of a long question, but it's a good one. Um, hey, Dave, I've been a longtime listener of your podcast, and I really love it. Uh, the two episodes are making my week go by so much faster, so keep it up. I need some advice, dot, dot, dot. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years and recently, five months ago, moved in together. Living together has been going really well, and I really feel like he is my best friend. We cuddle, go on dates, and are generally pretty lovey-dovey. However, since moving in, our sex life has dwindled significantly. Oh. On, av- oh. <laughs> on average, we have sex once a week, but often less. I don't think this is... And uh, by the way, I asked her her age. She's 25, he's 27. So Mm. age is important here. Yeah. I don't think this is not for lack of effort on my part. I feel like I'm constantly putting myself out there for him and get rebuffed or ignored. To be fair, I have the sex drive of a teenage boy. Uh, (laughs) Do you masturbate into a sock, Rebecca? (laughs) Do you? uh, Because then you can't say that. (laughs) Maybe you do. But this is kind of more about intimacy for me. I'm a fairly attractive woman. By the way, she sent me her Instagram. I wanted to check her out. She's very attractive. I mean, she's, she's very good looking. And he is too. They look like they're both pretty good looking. Um, I'm a fairly attractive woman and I know that I could go to a bar and at least a few attractive guys would want to fuck me. <laughs> and, and I get, it sounds weird saying that, but I get what she's like. She's no, validating herself yes, to be like, course. look, I'm no fucking, I'm yeah. a spring chicken here. I'm no slouch. Um, and a, uh, and a, so guys would fuck me. So it feels very shitty when my own boyfriend who says he loves me doesn't hmm. uh, fuck me. That is, uh, I feel unattractive and des- undesired like me unattractive and undesired like maybe something is wrong with me it also makes me wonder if he is cheating Uh i've spoken to him about my feelings on this and he just said we need to be more open in communication but i don't know how much more open i can be i know you can't force someone to want you so i'm not sure what to do does this mean our relationship is over or should be i really love him and feel like all of the parts of our relationship are amazing but this is a big deal for me what should i do huh that's wow rebecca 
I am. I thought Tasha wow. wrote this in disguise at first. Because <laughs> sometimes we don't have sex that often. <laughs> you know, so I was like, oh shit. Yeah, but then, but then like, she, oh, sent no, me, she sent me her Instagram. I was like, oh, no, this is a real person. This is a real person. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, would be the best way for Tasha to just like, oh, yeah, by the way, dear <laughs> sex actually host. Should we break up because you don't want to Put the toilet seat me? down. Uh, <laughs> um, God, well, this is tough. All right, expert. Because, okay, yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. Now, now there's pressure. Um, yeah, and when I was 25, too, I had the sex drive of a teenage boy. I, I get it, and, and I wanted it all the time. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's not paying attention to your physical needs as much as you need him to be. And But it's weird because she's brought it up to him, and, he, and he's saying they need to be open and communicate, but he doesn't know how much more open he can it's be. It's hard which, when you live together and yeah. see each other like naked all the time. And yeah. When you're not, when you don't live together and you go stay at your partner's house, yeah. you're pretty much expecting sex. Right. Yeah. Or, or yeah. And you the, like, you know. and you have that like where you miss them, you know, like, or when you leave in the morning, you're like, Oh God, that sucks. Like, you know, get, yeah. like, and um, that's a spark. And it doesn't mean when that initial phase is over that the relationship's over. No, but I think maybe they need to, progress into like the next level yeah and i think he was right on talking about needing communication yeah and it is a two-way street and we don't know all the facts right but i think he needs to acknowledge that she's having an issue because he doesn't it's from what you know obviously like you said we don't know everything it almost sounds like he doesn't seem to think it's that big of a deal that they're not like it's almost like he's settled into that routine of like you know once a week or or maybe less than that yeah. and she's sort of like wait no no this isn't okay and so um I mean, physical is important. Like, it's it's great that they're cuddling, going on dates, and and once and a stuff week isn't bad, but it sounds like it's a little bit less than that. Yeah, once a week should be, I think, the minimum. Yeah, but like you know, people live lives and things happen. Yeah. Um, I I've talked to other girls about this where like uh, there's this girl that I know who says her boyfriend never ever initiates sex ever. Really? She says he's the best sex she's ever had. Blah blah blah. But she says if she just wonders if she didn't initiate, Would she doesn't think they'd ever have sex. Interesting, And it's like, well, it's tough, you yeah. know? It's like, it's a two-way street. Uh, Rebecca, I would say just text him the um, this uh, episode. <laughs> 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 Tell him to rate and review. And uh, no, it's... um. I think maybe like a, a conversation about... Well, because also I'm, I, I remember dating a guy once and all of a sudden his sex drive seemed to kind of drop off a little bit, which was... And I mean, it, it ended up like kind of coming back, but... And he blamed it on stress at work. Like, he just, like, said he felt, like, exhausted all the time, like, upset all the time. Which like, could be true, but which, it doesn't mean yeah. you can't create. No, I the, know. And the, and the thing was, I think, like, and, and we were younger and, and, you know, I think maybe he, like, di- he didn't know how to, like, separate it a little bit. And it was just, like, you know, he was he was so unhappy yeah. that he just, like, he, he just... W- became kind of lethargic and like almost like wasn't interested in anything but i i had that feeling too i was like oh my god maybe he like met a girl at work and like that's that's why yeah, that's, like, he doesn't want to touch makes me anymore sense that that's the place you go to yeah. i don't feel like that's the case I here i mean yeah, how I do you live so together either. no there, here's the thing rebecca so. um he could absolutely be tired having sex with you like guys get sick it doesn't mean it's like it doesn't mean that like he wants to have sex with someone else but like we we do have like like I love my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's like physically, emotionally, spiritually, like where I really do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I don't want to fuck every girl that walks by. <laughs> I swear to God, Danielle, I, men, we and it's your pigs. It's like okay. So first, Rebecca, you got to read the Superior Man. 
um, I always talk about that book. David Dita, Dita uh, he wrote this book. It's incredible. It talks about how men uh, can appreciate other women's um, feminine energy without mm-hmm. wanting to fuck them all. Yeah. Or needing to fuck them all. Yeah. Like, you can, you can be in a monogamous, committed relationship and still... Um, and still have like this eye contact with your waitress where mm. like you feel like this sexy like it can <laughs> it, it, you can you can take it and let it go and not be some creep right. when you're super repressive and this and that that's when you like find yourself on like craigslist you know what i mean yeah. like that's when you're a psycho just if you're feeling your emotions and like kind of acknowledging like he, he you, like the girl you are very beautiful like you're very beautiful but I believe Dave, Rebecca, and, and just by your email, I think you're very beautiful. Yeah, and you're well written. You're asking. You're 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 doing the right thing by asking other people uh, advice and stuff. But maybe you're not. Maybe, and I hate to turn it around on you, but maybe you're not communicating as well as you think you are with him. Men are way men are super basic. Basic. Super basic. And so if you're not explaining things that that sort of are like how A connects to B, because that's kind of, and obviously I don't mean this offensively, but. Every guy I've dated, if you if you break it down very simply, they get it. Versus you know, dressing it up or, or trying to like yeah. be subtle or or whatever. It's you know sometimes you do have to hit them over the head with it. But my um, girl will be like, I wait, like Dave. How come you didn't fuck me? Like I I I was like spelling it out for you. I'm like what are you talking about? Like what did you, like we just cuddled on the couch watching like some shitty TV show. And she's like, no, I had like the, you know, the, the, my nice robe on. And you're like, babe, you got to do better than that. <laughs> I mean, there's a million times when I'm the one who like, who uh, is, you know, it's just like you said with cleaning. By the way, for those listening, we have a siren in the background. Deal with it. We're in New York. You're, you're welcome for uh, appreciating. It's a beautiful day in <laughs> yeah. Bryant Park and you're not here. Yeah. We haven't had any bums uh, uh, touch themselves while looking at us yet. It's a, it's a win. Um, but you were talking about your roommate. And if you cleaned all the time, your roommate w- wouldn't, you know, you she got away with what she got away with. Right. That's how it can be like, that's how it can be. I'm not saying go on a sex fast from mm-hmm. him, but like be open with him. And I hate to say like schedule sex. I don't know if you need to do that, but what you can do is like be open and honest with him and don't have like shit to do for a couple hours, but put yourself in the situation that gets you, gets you there. I don't know if yeah. that's any good well, advice. Maybe actually, um, is there, if there's like a movie that makes you feel sexy that you want to watch with him? Um, and I mean, that could be porn. No one's judging here. Yeah. Um, but sometimes like that kind of stuff. Cause like I, uh, I dated a guy who like always wanted me to watch porn with him. And I, I never really, I'm not like a big porn person. I think porn's great. Like whatever, do whatever you want to do, but it didn't really do much for me. Like I, I will watch it with someone because like it does something for them. And that's part of relationship compromise. Because, like, it doesn't bother me. Did they have, like, a weird... Did you judge him for it? No, I didn't. I just, like... I I just... A lot of porn is, like, not sexy to me. And um, so... But whatever. Everyone has their own turn-ons. Like, there's certain songs. Like, I can hear a song and be like, we need to go right now. (laughs) So, I mean... and, And no one's judging me for that. But it's just... You know, everyone has their switch. Like, everyone has their thing. And, yeah. and, like, for guys, a lot of times it is something as basic as porn where it's just, like, sex actually happening. So... Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, we're off for churros right now. Oh, so is it churros or empanadas? Oh, empanadas, sure. I don't know. But they're in, like, a trash yeah, basket. Selling. 
uh, I bought churros on the subway once. And Out of a trash basket? Uh, very close to it. And everyone <laughs> was, like, judging me. And then once I, like, bit into them, you could tell they were all jealous. They were like, fuck. <laughs> I'll eat that churro any day. No, but, churros yeah, so, like, if, so like Rebecca, if you're uh, – we'll just, I'll just say this. If you're – if you used to see him three days a week and now you're seeing him seven days a week, you're probably just watering down. So, like, don't – it doesn't mean you have to see him less days. Just pick your – Pick your quality time, and and it has to be uh, you know at least once a week. But mm-hmm. also, I don't know. Like, let us know right right back in because it's like, are you are you uh, you know? Can you guys sneak in a quickie in the shower? I mean, it doesn't always have to be like rose petals laid out. It's you true. know what I mean? Like, it can yeah. be you know w- whatever you both feel comfortable. Which might be like a quickie before he goes to work, or 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 some long whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't. But I don't think. I don't think he's cheating. I don't. I don't think so either. I know. I know. I know. Girls go there, but like, yeah, yeah. Well, because it it sort of feels like the the easiest explanation, you know. Or well, not the easiest, obviously, but you know, the because you're like, what's the worst possible thing? And like, let me try to like wrap my head around that and see, yeah. you know, if I can handle that. But yeah, a lot I don't of variables, so. and I don't yeah. know if we get. I don't know if I gave any any valuable advice other than uh, uh, just try to communicate more like don't don't say you 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 communicate unless you literally spelled out exactly what you need to say because men yeah, we really don't operate well in the innuendo yeah. maybe like, of, like come area. in one night and just be like we, i want to do it right now see what happens there you go all right right in take a video <laughs> what uh just let us know uh, is that creepy let us know right back to us uh follow what's your instagram and twitter oh uh my twitter is at lsep e-l-l-e-s-e-p and instagram is at danielle sep uh just the danielle so so rebecca if you're listening and you want to and if and if uh, danielle's advice helped shoot her a message <laughs> we'll keep it uh incognito here uh thanks so much we're right at an hour, so we got to get going. Thanks so much for being on this uh, for episode me. today. And anything else you want to promote? You got your Washington Post articles. Um, yeah, read me in the Washington Post. Read me in extracrispy.com, which is uh, the breakfast site under Time Inc. And uh, Smart Girls and Britain Co. And um, yeah, follow me on the Twitter. Danielle Spulverez, that's the episode. Dating expert. Uh, thank <laughs> you guys for listening. Uh, write us a nice review. Uh, we're at sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. Sexactuallypod on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, bye, everybody.